When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sir, we wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Welcome to the California Penal League, people, uh, friends, loved ones, uh, listening. This is Pitchers and Catchers Report Edition 2024 of the California Penal League. The Cleveland Guardians pitchers and catchers have reported, and boy, do they look glorious in their new red hats. Oh, uh, have so you gotten beautiful. yours yet? I'm no. Like, wait, uh, wait, we'll, get there. In, well, we'll get there in a second. Yeah, okay, okay. I, Obviously, I'm Steve. Uh, Fabs is here. Uh, and I did want to just really quickly introduce that we do have on as a, a guest here today, uh, a minority owner of the Atlanta Braves, Chris Slocum, uh, <laughs> who does, does own controlling stock in the Atlanta Braves, uh, but just so happens to be a huge Cleveland Guardians fan. So he is here. I finally well. put 95 behind us, guys. Finally. Yeah, that's true. Actually, we were just talking about things that'll get us canceled. That might do it by uh, yeah. uh, talking about the Braves here on a Guardians podcast. But, dude, to your most important question, I have not bought a hat yet, but <sighs> I will say... I do love the spring training hats this year. I love the red. They're glorious. They're glorious. Um, however, those leaked batting practice hats, I may have to wait for the official launch of those. Yeah. Because right. they are freaking amazing. Yeah. I don't know if anybody out there has seen the leak well, from UniWatch, but oh my God. See, I just saw this today. Did you see the uh, St. Patrick's Day hat? No. Is New Era just released it today. Ooh, and okay. I picked up one from last year because I was in the team's store and they were like $15 and it was like, I dig that now. Like, I dig the St. Patrick's Day. You know, maybe 10 years ago, I was like, oh, I would roll my eyes at it, whatever. But this year's uh, St. Patrick's Day hat, I believe it has a white front. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the Blue Jays, like white front panel. All green the rest of the way out. Green C outlined in gold. And Ooh, the outline man. in gold is just chef's kiss. Uh, I'm going to have to see if I... Is it, uh, it's on, Here, it's maybe not on I the can, New Era site. I saw it on Instagram. Okay, okay. So, uh, well, I as will you say... Talk, as you talk, I'll look, and I can see if I can bring it up. Oh, I well, found it's, it. It's on Fanatics. Oh, yeah, and here I found it, too. Oh, I'm the the only idiot that didn't. That's my my camera is being. Yeah, I I can't show you. It's kind of nuts because. But it was. I have. I have to say they've they've really been like bringing it this year. New era, yeah. Like I, they they've stepped their game up. Yes, and I it's been for a lot of teams. Like I don't know if like for the Guardians it took them a while to figure out like what the hell they wanted to do with the new logo. But like even the batting practice hats are pretty nuts across the league. Like they're all really, really they're solid. Really fun hats. Like the Philly Philly Fanatic. Dude, I love that Philly Fanatic. I wanted a slider one. I was explaining who slider I was, was to, I, to some I of was my like, coworkers and they were just staring at me like, Okay, man, are you gonna like leave our table? And yeah, I didn't like, I made them leave. <laughs> you showed them what was up. Exactly. <laughs> the Dodgers one was kind of boring, though. That was just like yeah. a the curse of D that they've had yeah. for the past couple years. Yeah, I mean, I like that one. They're all. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 sure it's a good look. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, They're it's all a good business. look. World Series or bust. Yeah, they don't have time for fun hats. No, no. I, yeah, I, I, I like the Mar- sweet in April though. Nationals, oh. Dodgers. Oh, oh. nice. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna, are you gonna? I'm just sitting there. I have to. I have to watch a like presentation before it. A timeshare. 
It's not a timeshare, no. No, it's, a, it's, an HR, it's an HR presentation. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's even worse. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow it's, it's worse. <laughs> you could stomach that for a... It's like 45 minutes, and then you get free food, too. Are they, are they yeah. basically telling you, Fabs, like, hey, don't date your coworkers. It's frowned upon. No, no, it's a... It's a vendor that uh, they're they're a great vendor too. I'm not going to say that okay. in the air, but they're no, awesome okay. because they they have these events, um, these like 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 high end mixers, mm-hmm. and I'm like, listen, like we're straight up. I'm not like stringing them along either. I'm like, we're straight up not going to be like we just don't have enough people on my team to even like implement your product for at least a year. They're like, that's fine. Like we just like you. And like here they have an, they're, they have this event later this year too. They're like, Hey, we're going to this Michelin restaurant. And then we have like Lakers, uh, a Lakers box. Do you want to go to that? I'm like, send me the information. Like I might be able to squeeze <laughs> that one in too. <laughs> I'll, I'll find time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man. Well, hopefully you'll be able to bring one of these cool new hats. Yeah, I would, um, I would just wear the one of these same. I just because they, they um, I'm a big fan. I like the fitted. I like the stretch ones. So they have the, mm, the curved mm-hmm. bill, and because those, those are always like ten dollars cheaper too than they like are. the fitted hats. Fitted hats, and are I like the low, fitted, ha- the low fitted hats are pushing fifty five, sixty bucks sometimes now. It's crazy, yeah. Oh, well, I like the low. I like the low profile fitteds that they're doing because, like, I not only are hats pushing. 50, 60 bucks, but the crowns are getting higher and higher. And it's like, the crowns are like a foot off my head. And so like, it's hard to wear those sometimes for me. Just to win, Steve will get knocked down. <laughs> I get taken away. It fucking sucks. It's like, you're like so, a kite. You become a kite. Yeah, a so I kind of like the curve. I do like the low pro- profile adjustable or uh, fitted with the, the curved brim. But I also saw New Era has this like, they're doing all these like crazy things now. And you sent us the like, one that was the, the wool. stitch, the wool with the stitching. I like yes. that one too. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, like that one didn't do it as much for me. I like the stitching. Don't get me wrong, I like that. But the whole Cleveland spelled out was a little bit was a little bit much. I like it though because you get the leather strap in the back. Oh. Leather strap. I'll do a strap back if I'm <clears> gonna do like anything that's not non fitted. Straps usually work best for me. I have a big, I have a Barry Bonds esque head. Yeah, you're you're Barry Bonds after he uh, after the, after the steroids. Balco, Balco Bonds. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Balco <laughs> Bonds hat size, pushing a size eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a real sucker for the uh, the adjustable snap hats. I, I re- I've really gone that route recently. I mean, if my head and, could fit into them, I'd have thirty five more hats. Dude, it's and I'd probably also be single because my wife would be like, "I can't stand it with the hats. I'm gone." Yeah, Bye. yeah. My wife, I, I want. I told you guys I won my squares board, and I told her I was going to buy a new hat with it, and uh, she promptly roasted me. Well, you know the amount of hats that I have. Chicks, man, they don't get it. Dude, I was I like, with shoes. <laughs> I was like, you. What do you need more for? I'm okay, like, well, well, if we're gonna go into this route, I now have. Five or six Adidas forums that I don't wear. I love the forums. So there's I just love the forums. And this episode has gone into fashion more than we've ever thought. Hey, it's now, okay. We had a busy off season. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Now if you're wondering if you've if you if you're still with us and wondering what the hell's going on here, they're talking about Guardians hats. I venture to guess a lot of you feel the same way because uh they're cool. And then but you secondly, know so here's the thing. Here's the thing, too. Anecdotally. I can say this. I feel like a, most Guardians fans are in my camp where the Flying G logo came out and they kind of rolled their eyes at it like, eh, whatever. I don't dig it. But they didn't hate it initially off the rip. And they're like, whatever it is, what it is. And it's grown on them because mm-hmm. I've seen some Instagram and uh, face or Twitter polls that indicate that more fans than not who are at least answering these polls that I, I mean maybe there's a cold closeted community that hates the logo but i feel like fans are coming around to the flying g logo to, to the point where i'm like i kind of dig it now like, yeah i I'll, I'll admit when it came out i was like eh, whatever if that lasts three seasons i'll be surprised here we are now it's it's here to stay baby i've loved it from the start 
You were a huge advocate. You were you I, I, and my I wife were it. the only people. I liked it a lot to begin with. Yeah. Not as much as Steve. I was like, okay, this is kind of kind of cool. I was still like I was still bitter that about the name though. I I will still like die on the hill of that it should have been the Cleveland Municipals, the Block C should have been Old Municipal Stadium. It would have tied in like all this cool stuff, but it's can't do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, I think Steve and I both wanted spiders, but when that was that would have been dope too. When that yeah, was I, like, being, I mean I've, I mean the, the name's grown on me a lot. Yeah. I mean I, I said I would never call them the guards, and I refer to them th- as the guards more often than not now. Yeah, I call yeah. them the Gardos a lot. Gardos, that's great. Yeah, that's great. I, I, yeah, so like it's kind of fun. It, it's a, yeah. it's you know they're it's like a silly. Uh, it's a freaking name. Thing. Yeah, well they've got a cool ass logo that apparently hat companies have figured out what to do with. So still have to get a tattooed uh, someplace on my body. Whoa! Get it right in your forehead as if it was the crown of a hat. Well. Dude, you should get a you should get a hat tattooed on your head. Maybe, maybe that would look so good. Maybe if my wife <laughs> tragically passes away, and I'm like, "Whoa, this episode got crazy!" And, and I'm like, "I'm never gonna love again," and I make sure of that. You, you turn into Rocky you. Balboa. <laughs> yeah. So I go like full on uh, Travis Barker with like a like a whole on like head tattoo that. Mm-hmm. You know, hat. people like ten years ago were like, I, I didn't peg Chris as that kind of guy, and here we are now, ten years later, he's got a freaking head tattoo. Yeah, these are the things we think about and talk about when it's an off season of nothing. <laughs> this this <laughs> off season has been grim. I'll tell you what, and it's around the league. Like I was looking at the list of free agents that still are sitting out there, and I know we're, I know we've been talking about like uh, spring training position battles. Oh, for a lot of the uh, off season, and we're gonna keep doing it. Uh, but I, I keep looking at all these guys out there, and I know uh, there was that report—not uh, a report, but I think it was like Jim Bowden, who was or Jim Bowden, who was like, "Hey, you know what team would be a great fit for JD Martinez? How about those Guardians?" Dude. And then I I keep seeing like Whit Merrifield sitting out there, and it's like eventually somebody's got to sign these dudes, and they're gonna sign for like one year deals. Yeah, that are going to be like crazy cheap and it's like that's why I, that's i'm really I'm, gonna piss me off i'm still hammering the point because okay we always knew that the guardians weren't gonna probably sign anybody like the guardians have like one big free agent splash every like seven years and they just got the, that last the, year yeah, yes. we wasted that last year on Josh Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell was the big free agent signing, and before him, it was uh, Encarnacion. Before that, it was uh, Swisher and Bourne. Like, so for real, it is like every six to seven years. Um, but like, I, I still see like a guy like Randall Grichik, where I'm like, he's not going to sell any jerseys. He's not going. He's going to sell like two tickets, but he's a quality right. player. And I'm like, and you could probably get him on a one-year, six million-dollar deal. Yep. And I mean, all of a sudden, desperate. it's like right field is a little bit more clear. It's, I'll tell you, these free these free agents, man. It's desperation mode time. I mean, pitchers and catchers have just reported. So, like, guys like Cody Bellinger and yeah, I saw somebody talking about Blake him. Snell. Yeah. I saw somebody mentioning Bellinger and I was like, man, I'm like, if you could get Cody Bellinger for like one year, 16 million, why not? Hell, it's kind of getting, it's getting to that hell, point. Like, I bet you he signs like a two year, $35 million deal just so he doesn't have to go through his bullshit next year. Mm-hmm. It is really, isn't it really bizarre to you guys that over the last like 10 to 15 years, free agency periods have gotten like, they become such a fun thing for every league, but Major League Baseball, which is it's gotten significantly worse. Yeah, and I wonder if it's like a cat and mouse thing with like the owners, where they're like, "We're gonna give guys like Shohei Otani like crazy ass money, but we're gonna stick it to the rest of the league, and we're gonna make the players like, well, like it, it's like it's almost as if they're like actively." 
so so something so something that, discord yeah so something i want to get into a little bit later you know there's been a couple of retirements this year in this off season and there's been a couple of retirements i want to say like the last two three seasons right of guys that are our contemporaries guys you know on that 35 to like 38 age range retiring probably like a year or two earlier than they may have otherwise retired and I think I was like, like, um, like, like a guy like Kipnis. Yeah. Dude retired when he was like 33, 34. I, I mean, he, he'd kind of fallen off a, a little bit of a cliff there towards the end, but like he probably could have played for like another year or two. And I think to Fab's point is like, I think it is a little bit of this cat and mouse game and a little bit of like the owner sticking it to the players. And it's like, They'd rather bring up a 23-year-old than pay a 33-year-old. The guy I always think of in that case is uh, Jermaine Dye. I always think of him. Oh, because I, that's a name. I haven't thought a, of it. That's a good poll, too. Years. Yeah. I, I, for whatever reason, I always think of him because he was like 35 years old. I just looked him back up on uh, Baseball Reference. But like I remember like... That was a dude that in his last year when he was 35 hit like 27 homers and had, had a very good like 102 OPS plus 250, 340 split. But, but he could have played for another two, three seasons. And just yeah. left. Nobody signed him. Yeah. And it was just like, what a bizarre That's so crazy thing. Well, uh, that, you know. And it's been a it's, while it's now, but like there's the whole MLB owners probably more than any other group don't want to pay for past performance as much as they do want to pay for current performance. Especially when they have an entire like farm system. Yeah. And they're, I think they're starting to get a lot more savvy with how to use it. And that that's also, unfortunately for the guardians, that was like their superpower of like four or five years ago. Like they, yeah. they, they played their farm system only like Tampa was their contemporary, and, yeah. and now and now there's now there's a Baltimore, few other teams in the mix now too. Yeah, calling people up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And speaking of retirement, though, are we are we going to do that later? Yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll save that for later. Okay, we'll yeah, save we can do it. Let's do it. You want to do it now? Okay, let's do it now. Let's dive into it now. Uh, well, two greats retired. One one probably would have made a big significant impact in the 2016 uh, World Series, and oh. one nearly pulled off a Madison Bumgarner God. in the World Series with Corey Kluber and Michael Brantley. Yeah. Oh man, that 16 team. If Carrasco and Brantley were healthy, dude, I know. And if Trevor Bauer's not playing with freaking drones, and if Frankie Lindor doesn't take naps. It's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. what could have been? What could have been? But no. maybe, in my life, I've had maybe 30 minutes, including two seconds from that World Series, where I was like, the Indians slash Guardians are about to win a World Series. 29 minutes and 40 seconds of that was in game seven of 97. Uh, 97. <laughs> And then the no, other, no, 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 no. In, in fairness, in fairness, there was a few seconds in 07 when we were up 3-1 against the the Red Sox in the ALCS. I, and I love where that I was, like, was just like, whoever wins we, this is going to blast the shit out of the Rockies. Yeah, and yeah. there were some seconds there, too. There were some seconds there, too, because I got pissed. You're, you're right. Yeah, I did throw a mic, or I threw a toaster through my wall. Yeah, um, that was college me though. I've evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but we were, at yeah. twenty seconds when the ball came off of Kipnis's bat, I was like, "It's it's so oh, it's foul and like very short. Never mind." Yeah, I still watch that, uh, that that swing from Kipnis every now and then, and just try to will it a little bit further down the line. Oh but God. <clears throat> I was watching like some Corey Kluber uh, highlights and. Somebody also, I can't remember where it was. I'll have to find it. But like somebody was throwing out like the advanced stats on like that, like the Kluber ball, basically, like that two seamer crazy thing cutter that he threw. And like that it was, and, and then like he threw like a, what would 
like nowadays be called like a sweeper where it wasn't like so much a slider or a curve. And it was like one of the most like deadly effective pitches like in the history of the game. Yeah. And for that stretch from like 2013 to 18. Oh, by the way. So first of all, there's that. Now here's another thing we need to do in a separate episode. So don't let me forget this. And just for anybody listening, you should play this game. Basically what you do for your, because I was thinking about 2017 Corey Kluber in this scenario. So you basically create a 26-man roster and you use you do it using one player from 1998 to 2000, what, 23, 24? Yeah. And you, you make a 26-man roster using only one player but can never be repeated from each of those seasons. So like oh. you can pick... Like you can pick Jim Tomey, but it can only be one like ninety-eight Jim e- Tomey, right? Okay, so we'll do that. We'll do that. It's a super fun exercise because yeah. like it gets real. Maybe funky we do that in like, our next episode. That sounds great. Yeah, because it's not like I mean, oh, we just nothing crazy. going. Like there will be nothing <laughs> going on in the next like three weeks. Like I hate to break it to fans, but like like Steve said earlier, pitchers and catchers are just now getting there. Yeah, infield some infielders and and position players are there, but like. Until we hit like March first, like there's not going to be much. We did there a might version be a signing. of that. There might be a signing, but do you remember that, Chris? We did that version. We did that version year. of the of, this, you, of their careers, you, though. Of their yeah, careers, you and I did it where they never overlapped during their entire careers. Mm-hmm. And, and my, and, I was just like, I don't care. It drove well, no, you did it. You did it similarly, but their their Cleveland careers never overlapped. Right. 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 Yeah, but you guys did it so difficult. Yours was so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Me and Ben were stressing out over it. We're like two hours before, like we're going on to like record. We're like kids' birthday party, working on that thing. Yeah, I mean, I lost (laughs) some of my hair was gray. I slept like a I slept like a baby. Fucking cheating that one. (laughs) But no, okay. So single player, single season. Yeah, that's that's not as difficult. it's also very fun because it has to be a legit 26 man roster. So it's like you're picking bullpen yeah, yeah. guys. You know, it's like what, you know, it's like you're going to obviously pick, but you could pick 2016 Andrew Miller. Oh, I'm going to pick 2016 Andrew Miller. But, but time out. Can I pick guys from the same season or do I have to have a guy representing every season? It's a guy representing every season. Okay. So, so I couldn't double up. I couldn't double up on like Emmanuel Class A from last from like two years ago and no, it's one guy. And Jimenez. One guy you know. can't be repeated has to be every year. So it's like, who is the best player in 1999 that you need, have a need for that you wouldn't find in another spot. Oh man, mm-hmm. I'm starting with Cy Young award winners. I mean, give me Sabathia Cliffley and Corey Kluber. And yeah, Shane that's Bieber a good to like, that'd be my, rotation. well, that's true. Cause like, I mean, you yeah. could just say like, yeah, yeah, you could, you could run out, 2017, like what, 2018 Jose CC. Ramirez or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get like Ryan Garka then as like an yeah. <laughs> my first baseman. Yeah. Hide like, Casey Blake somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You can't never, never you ever. need him as a your third base is set. never ever. You don't need never ever. No. I will never give Casey Blake any kudos, <laughs> props, whatever, after 07. <laughs> anyway. So that's a fun thing. But anyways, but I but, did like but, I, yeah, I liked no, that, your that, um, that that is fun. Um I liked your question though, Chris, yeah. on uh who the next players to make the Guardians Hall of Fame would be. And I do have an answer for you. So that yeah. It's gotta it wouldn't it have to be Sabathia the it's, year. It's gonna, gonna be make those... like, it's gonna be Sabathia this year. Like yeah, for sure. So like he's, what I've noticed he was wearing the Indians hat to the he was wearing Super the, Bowl. Yeah, he was wearing the Indians hat with with uh Blake Lively last night. Wait, was that really him? That was that him was there? him. Yeah, yeah, that, that was him, him. Like literally right behind Taylor Swift and and Blake Lively, like a row and a half creeping behind them. That's that was CC Sabathia. That's the booth I wanted to be in. I did not want to be yeah. in that like Guy Fieri carrot top booth that was like the Las Vegas. Jimmy Wayne Kimmel Newton. was there though. I I would have I would have been I would have been yeah, chopping it up with Jimmy Kimmel. And there was a couple, there was somebody else in that booth. Oh, where I was like, Ramsey oh. was there too. I would have been like talking to him about yeah spot props no, or something. No, but I would have much rather been with Blake Lively and, and Taylor Swift, yes. Um, yeah. What a strange suite. Why was he there? I don't know. Like, that's like that's what I need answered, is like, why was CeCe Sabathia in that suite? Well, I think it makes sense, though, because the Kelsey's always have, like, Cleveland legends, like Bernie Kosar, 
So like yeah. Jason Kelsey might have been like, "Hey, Sabathia wants." Yeah, actually, spot. Bernie like, Bernie was at some playoff games. He was like late two games, games with them. Yeah, hanging out with Taylor Swift. It was awesome. Dude, yeah. I am not. Weird. I'm like not convinced that CC Sabathia. Someone's gonna have to really. CC Sabathia lost weight, buddy. He okay, lost I don't a lot know, of weight. man. He lost some weight. That's him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, hey, man, it's possible. Either way, he's wearing a Cleveland hat, and that's sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. That is. That's awesome. Um, but no, CeCe's on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. And I've noticed that... Dude, that class is going to be... Um, insane. Legit. It's going to be awesome. Ichiro, Ichiro and him are going to be first ballot. Dude, we might have to take a show road trip. I would do that for CeCe Sabathia and Ichiro. I, I freaking love yeah. Ichiro. Might have I to take a show road trip. I like that Ichiro's living out his best days in Japan, beating up high school teams, hitting <laughs> home runs right in high school high school windows, <laughs> That's what I would and be just doing. like crushing. And like, remember he like uh, was pitching against the one and was just like obliterating oh, in that high school all star game, yeah, <laughs> throwing like eighty mile an hour heat, and I was like, I could hit that. I mean, that is like bonkers though. Like, imagine, imagine like baseball is a um, a Japanese invention. And it's like, that's where Major League Baseball is. And Barry Bonds played there and came back and was like our hero. It's yeah. like he's the best we've ever sent to Major Leagues. And then he's like playing high school all-star games. Like, that's so cool. That's, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. And like, it's like, you're going to send a, a, a 50-year-old dude up against 16-year-old girls? It just doesn't seem yeah, fair. Beat, he's beating them. I love it. Dude, he, it was like, no mercy, no mercy. Still there. got it. Yeah, still got um, it. But to to answer the question, CC is for sure the next um big name going into the to the Indians slash Guardians Hall of Fame. Um, Kluber is right there behind him. Same with Brantley. I'd argue yeah, I mean, that for sentimental reasons. Carrasco is there too. And yeah, then got- I think you start getting into some interesting names after that. I think Kipnis owns a lot of records, you know, for second baseman, and he had a good career here. Oh. Um I think he I think he's in there. Obviously Jose's in there. And, and then it like and then it gets really interesting. Like I I don't know after that. Yeah, I mean, you could still look back at some of the other, like, like Sizemore, probably gets right, in. Like, you know, go back a little in. bit further. Yeah, go back a little bit further. Oh, um, oh I, I'm sorry, I completely left one off the, off, uh, and and out of. I, there's a couple of names actually. I'm, I'm I I apologize for not mentioning. So Sizemore, obviously Victor, and mm-hmm. Carlos wow. Santana. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so I forgot those three. Yeah, I'm looking at. I mean, a lot of the like teams from the '90s now have the, the '90s are the, pretty well represented. I think at this point. I mean, you know, you got pretty much everybody you'd expect in there. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, the you one guy from the the one guy from the '90s that's not in there, but he only played here three seasons was Robbie Alomar. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, he, like his three seasons here were amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you need a little bit more longevity. Yeah, you got you got to have more of an impact. Yeah, man. I, I mean, you this is you can say the same about like freaking Oral Hershiser. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I talked to him on an airplane one time about the Indians and Oral Hershiser. Yeah, he was sitting behind me. He was coming back from. Uh, we were flying back with William from Ohio, and we had connect connecting flight in Phoenix and he was finishing up the Dodgers spring training in Arizona, uh, doing an uh, uh, announcing for it. And him and I talked for like five minutes about like the nineties Indians. And Did he, he move like, his seat? He like loved it. He was like, it was like, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was like one of the best times of his life. And he was just really, like, yeah. He was like, just really bummed out. They never like, they weren't able to like win one. Yeah. That's cool. So did he give you any, uh, good nuggets or just that he loved it? Just said he loved it. Like he said, like some of the guys are pretty wild, but like he, you know, he <laughs> he was he was really cool about it. And just looking at these Guardians 
this is like a total sidebar, and we've already talked about our complaints of ownership. But yeah. I, I do really hope at some point we have like legitimate ownership because it, it is like really – I'm really happy. You know, Cleveland gets shit on so much. Just looking at the Cleveland Guardians Hall of Fame, they have s- such a big place in baseball history. And it's really cool that like some of these names you see on here are just like the most famous baseball players of all time. Yeah. And I, it, we, we deserve so much better to like get a nice string of 10 years, two World Series titles to just like, so the young baseball fans in Cleveland know like, oh, like there has been sustained success. This is, baseball isn't just, you know, because with the, with the uh, Cavaliers, you know, they didn't form till the 70s. They weren't good until like yeah. the mid to late 80s, early 90s. So it's just like that history isn't really there other than like LeBron, which is massive. Um, all the Cleveland's Brown history is all basically everything before 1990 was good and everything after Seth for like one or two seasons was terrible. So it's just Guardians baseball, man. I just like I, I, I want it so badly to just be Same. a juggernaut. Like I want to be. Because it can happen, man. Like, yeah. I want to be with the Chiefs. Like, give me fucking three championships, and I want to be greedy, man. Give me three championships in like five years. Like, I, I don't want to just like the one off. Oh man, that would be. That's another topic for another day. But yeah, I'm right there too. And and, and I, I again, maybe this is just me being too optimistic, but I really think that the pieces are in place for that. I feel very between, optimistic between about, like, the players in the heading. system, between the potential new ownership group. Like, I think it's there. I think you have the ingredients. You just have to have it all come together. I mean, this may sound crazy, but like because of our division, and this is literally the only Cleveland sports I was texting Steve today about this, that the the way to be the, the – the, and Steve had a great response to this. He he picked out the next one. Um, but I said, you know, the if you want to figure out your Mahomes or Brady in the future, look for a team that has an elite quarterback with a skill set, which is obvious, a great head coach, but is also in a division that's total ass. Yeah. And he picked out C.J. Stroud, and he's totally right. It's, you know, mm. it, it it's – I mean, Brady is Brady and Mahomes are like the goats. Like that's I'm not. It, it doesn't it doesn't diminish their accomplishment. But like the NF the AFC East was horrible almost every year that Brady was a quarterback yeah. there. The AFC West has been terrible, and that's such a huge advantage where you know not only are six of your games going to be like probably yeah. win. Yeah, so you're, you're gonna probably going to win. One. You're going to you're going to win you're going to win 5 and go you're going to go 5 and 1 in those divisional games. Yeah. So that yeah. gives you a higher probability of getting that first round by. So then you only have to win two games, both of them at home. Even if you don't get that though, your first round game is a home game and you're probably going to be one of the probably the two seed. So your first two rounds are home games. That's just such a massive advantage and you're in it every single year, you know? And yeah. so like that's our we do actually have that advantage. With our division, but what I was going to say that sounds crazy is I feel better as a Guardians fan for our future than if I were a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Oh, because 100%. All, I mean, yeah. the Yankees, they always, you never know what they're going to do. The, no. the, the, the Rays, you never know. Like they, they always just figure out a way. And now the Orioles are just like, that's the next team. And they have a new ownership group. I know. That, I mean, being the, oh gosh, like, and being like, Having like the Blue Jays as like my C team, I, I I can see that logic because it's like wow, you have some of these generational talents on your club right now. Yeah, you know you have Vlad Junior. You got Bo Bichette, or, or uh, not Bo Bichette. Um, yeah, they got Bo Bichette. Yeah, Bo Bichette. Yeah, yeah, Bo. Yeah, Bo. Why was Bichette's kid? kid. You got you got a couple other pieces there too. Like you have some generational talent and it could all be for not because your pitching is eh, and you have the Yankees willing to spend 200, you know, $200 million a year. And the Red Sox are 
just the like drunk uncle who you don't know what the fuck they're gonna do year to year. That one, one that one that drunk uncle who hits that big parlay, yeah. and buys Christmas gifts, yeah. Every he, he rambles on about Dunkin' Donuts all the time, and, exactly. and Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck flicks. Yeah, but I'll tell like, you, the Red Sox, the Red Sox are actually almost due for that really random it's gonna, ass. It's not Dude, no, 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 it's no, gonna no, be no, next no. year, Steve. It's It'll gonna be next, be next year. year because fucking Netflix is doing that special with them. And last time there were cameras there with freaking Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, they won the damn World Series. I've That's made true. my peace with it. I've yeah, made my would, peace with it. It would be the after stupid this Red Sox are going to win the freaking World Series this year. Well, All also, because it, there's going to be cameras in their faces. Also, it's it just like being in that division, it's like, cool, at least two other teams are probably going to be playoff teams. So it's like, you're going to have to get super lucky to win the division. So you're probably going to be a wild card team, meaning you have to be in that first best of three. Like you're going to be on the road. It's just, it's such an uphill battle. No, but you're right. I mean, nothing the White Sox do did this offseason, have done, will do. They're not doing anything. The Royals will have more than 50-some wins. But again, what they've done, what, what the Royals have done this offseason, and somebody said this, so I don't want to you know, misconstrue this as my own original thought, but they're like the moves they made were like moves that you make to a veteran team to kind of get you over the hump. Very weird moves. Like if the guardians would have made those moves, I'm mean like, okay, Makes you're sense. going from an 85 win club to like a 90 win club. Yeah. I get well, it. You just, you just hope health's on your side. If you're the yeah. guardians. Yeah. The tigers uh, are interesting. Tigers are interesting. I still think they're a year away and you know, could a lot of their guys have overperformed last year? Sure. Could a lot of the Guardians players underperformed last year? Sure. That's kind of where I'm at with those two clubs. Yeah. And then the Twins, I think they just got worse. I agree. I just like, man, I want I want Javi Baez. I don't want to see that dude's fucking face. I, I I'm just he's a plague. I'm so annoyed with him. Who? Who? Baez. Oh, Javi Baez? Yeah, with the Tigers. I just like, fuck off. Well, he's definitely stuck there, so... For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in he purgatory. Found a sucker. He found a sucker to sign him. He's there for like two or three more seasons, I thought. Yeah, something like that. Real quickly on the um, Sabathia front. Yeah. For, for the actual Hall of Fame, do you think he goes in as an Indian? Or do you think? Um, nah, Yankee. probably Yankee. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was kind of the whole he, um, he and Manny were like the two guys that I was like would always kind of look at, and it's like Manny's stats in Cleveland are actually oddly very similar to his stats in Boston. Yeah, we've looked at that before. They're like, like dead on. They're like, yeah, they're dead on. And I think he actually had an extra year in Boston too. CeCe's stats are very similar, but I think they skew a little bit more towards the Yankees. And he won. He was on that World Series team. And he right won the World I... Series there, too. Yeah. So okay, it's like, then I get it. It's kind it. of that like, yeah, yeah, you know, Manny if you're going to split hairs, you're going to split sense. hairs with the World Series title. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. That makes sense. But no, he's, I, I mean, if he's and not isn't a person, that where he got to like 250 wins there. Yeah. But I mean, he put up good numbers here, too. Yeah, but he spent also like he what? spent like ten years there and like ten, seven here. Yeah, ten seasons. That's a long time. Yeah, like yeah. I don't so like I mean, so like it, it makes sense that like some of his numbers there are better than than they were here. So like yeah, like it sucks that he won't go in as a as an Indian, but I also get it. I guess to a degree. Yeah. Um. It'd be really funny if he goes in as an Indian because Yankee fans would be so fucking pissed off. Oh god, that I'd I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah, they're, de- they're definitely lacking Hall of Famers. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I get it. But switching gears a little bit, guys. Um, my one point in our notes kind of feeds into the other. We have to uh, endure Bally Sports another season. Uh, yeah, and then let me ask you. So, all right, let me ask you this then, yeah. uh, Chris, because I, 
I think I know enough about it to this, and I think I know the answer here. But so, you know, the situation is basically the same as last year, pretty much. The, and and the Guardians are basically most likely going to lose, you know, maybe fifteen percent of what they were owed um, last year. So whatever the hell that ends up being. But here's my question. Yeah, I won't. I still won't be able to go on the Bally's app. No, and get and watch them on no. streaming. You cannot purchase the Bally's app for twenty bucks a month. The only way you can watch them, quote unquote, streaming is if you have a cable provider who provides you with Bally Sports or or like Fubo. Yeah. Which also, I was like, oh, I could, I could do Fubo. Like, I don't know why I thought that was the case. I think they made an agreement last year. They did, but Fubo's $90 a month. $90 a month? That's crazy. That's freaking cable. More my, that's more than my Hulu Live. Like, what? Yeah, Hulu Live is like, like 65 and I'm like, oh, woof. I think it's like 80 or 90 Yeah. That's so, no, no bueno, my friend. No, so yeah. So, so the way I watch it, Bally execs, if you're listening, cover your ears. I steal my parents' login information. Can I steal your parents' login information? Is that too potentially, many people on? Potentially, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if there's a cap on it. I'm just like, I just like, it's last stupid. Year, it's stupid because we all thought we were going to be like, we we're going to be rid of this headache this year. And then, you know, Amazon made that big investment into Bally. The other thing, too, is Bally's. Diamond Sports Group only owns a streaming race to five teams. Yet they broadcast like something like 16 teams. So who the hell owned the streaming rights? I think MLB does. Which leads me into a secondary point that by next year this should all be resolved. Because Major League Baseball wants to basically... It sounds from what I've read they want to basically like take like MLB TV, get away with like the blackout restrictions and stream all the games that they as many as they can. But I thought that I read someplace that they needed like 14 teams in order to do so. Well, all right. So I don't know how many they, they technically own the streaming rights or they could own by next year, but hopefully that's a thing by next year. I just can't. At the very least, the Guardians won't be on Bally next year. Like, yeah, I don't know I just, if they go I, like the local, the local network route, which would be really, to be completely honest, nice, and just charge like, you know, a- every advertiser like, hey, you want to advertise with us? Like, it's, you know, five mil for the season. Yeah, I, I just as long as I don't have to go the illegal stream route anymore. Uh, it, it was hell on earth last year because all my all my best options are like gone. Yeah. So it was like really, really hard watching yeah. games. No, it's it's a and nightmare. It horrible. It's a nightmare. It horrible. And, and a lot of the uh, you know the professional publications in town here have actually even said too like uh, the viewership numbers are still good for the Guardians games, but they could be a lot better. Yeah, I mean... Like, the Guardians still rank in, like, the top 10 in all of Major League Baseball for, like, viewership numbers, but I, I think that they are like, you know, with, like, a network route, right? You know, a CBS, you know, local affiliate is broadcasting the games, or, you know, uh, NBC affiliate, whatever they end up on those viewership numbers are going to just explode or have the potential to explode. I should say. I mean, how are you going to get younger audience, man? Exactly. Involved, involved in wanting to watch baseball and get excited about baseball when you literally cannot watch it. Yeah. There you you are literally, yeah, you're either either going to the game or you're not seeing it. It's insane. While you guys were were talking, I was seeing, I think T-Mobile has the rights for one more year. Uh, to do the free, if you're a T-Mobile subscriber. Um, the free MLB TV? Free MLB TV, I do that. And they also did free, this year they did, if you had Apple TV, you got uh, 
free MLS TV. So you can watch nice. it. That, that was great because when uh, my son had soccer practice, I would just like watch the games like on my on my phone. It was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, MLB TV is also free to season ticket holders, I believe. There's some kind of arrangement there, too. Um, doesn't I mean, help, that would it, doesn't, it doesn't help Guardians fans, though, because they're blacked out. That's what I was just going to say. Is like I don't give. I I have MLB TV just to watch other markets. Yeah, yeah but, you, you get to watch other markets, but you can't watch your own. Yeah. So there is that. Uh, but again, you know, hopefully we only have to endure one more season, um, because quite frankly, it's it's a clown show and it needs to be fixed. Yeah. But I mean, you're you're talking about you know te- it's like then it's like well you know. Teams like the Rangers, I think, make like over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, but that's because of market like, well, size that? too. Well, that's the thing, though. Is like it's like okay. Well, now you got to find a way though for that to for that to still happen. Yeah. Well, and I think I think if like the Guardians, like let's say they went to like WKYC, you know, the the NBC affiliate here, and we're like, hey, you want to broadcast our games? Like, we'll sell the ad revenue time. And we'll give you, you know, like, 10% of the ad rev or whatever the agreement is. I don't know how that all works. That's, that, is one, that is one area that I'm admittedly unfamiliar with. But maybe there is some kind of, you know, hey, the channel has to get X amount of dollars. Theoretically, I mean, the Guardians could start charging, like I said, you know, $5 million dollars per, you know, each entity who's advertising with them. And if they could get 10 entities, you know, that's $50 million right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, you get a you get 15, 16, you're already making more money there. You know, I hope they go the major league two route and just sell all this gaudy ass advertising <laughs> all over the walls, all over the stadium. Hey, it's they just... already have the marathon jersey patch. Let's not forget about that. That's bringing in some like, that's bringing in like Four and a half to five million dollars. I like the marathon. I'm like, it it looks good. It looks good on the jersey. It works really well. They picked a good color. I'm glad they didn't pick some like crazy. I'm glad it wasn't quick creep like the Braves. Yeah. Well, you're an owner, you're a minority owner, so you can talk to them about it. I could probably change that. I could probably change that. Yeah. I'll just start an uprising within the ownership group. I was trying to, I, I was thinking about looking up. Uh, like viewership numbers in the NBA to see what the Suns viewership is this year. Yeah, they Suns, went to that model. Suns, and uh, whom else did it? Coyotes in the NHL. There was another West Coast team that went to like a local affiliate though for the NBA. I thought. Besides the Suns, the yeah, Jazz. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But that does lead me into another point though. So the Guardians are probably going to get $50 million or so from Bally Sports uh, because they're taking about a 15% haircut on what was supposed to be like a $60 million to $65 million revenue uh, uh, agreement from Bally's uh, per, their, per their old agreement that got reworked. Um, but for $50 million, I know we mentioned, you know, the, the Bellingers and so on as, you know, potential free agent signings. But I wanted to ask each of you, what about a potential extension candidate? Right now, we all the only guys we have locked up are Jose and, and Jimenez. We only get one, right? In this, in this no, no. I, I think, I, I legitimately think that with okay, hey, you know, you're not you're getting about ten million dollars less. Maybe I mean, that means no free agent this year. Yeah, but they but made you more could sign you could sign two guys. You could extend year. two guys. They made a yeah, lot oh, more ticket sales. Oh no, no, no. So there, they, there's they, there's they an episode I want to go down. Ahead. There's an episode I want to do here soon too, where I calculated. I I think I calculated. I should say how much revenue they brought in. Now, I don't know all the expenditures, but I think it's somewhere in the $150 million range. 
that, that the club made. And with mm. the payroll, the major league payroll in the neighborhood of 90, 92 million last year, there's room. Uh, yeah. There's room to make a significant signing or two good signings. I'll put it that way. Uh, I'd put everything into signing Josh Naylor. That would be okay. That would be like I would do whatever it took to keep him here because he's the only he's the only other bat that's a sure thing right now that I would argue that I would argue has like impact. Like Quan at the top of the lineup is like fine, and yeah. I love Steve. I love I'll, Stephen Quan, but I do too. I would. But say, there's a world where I can see him leaving in three years. You know, so I think, and I mean, I don't think he'd get like he's he's three years older, so I don't think looking at like Bobby Witt's deal necessarily like a no, it's not look. an apples to apples, and Witt's got home run power where that's I think Quan that's doesn't. super super key. No, too. no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Naylor. Oh, Naylor. Well, Quan's older than Witt too, though. Maybe only yeah, two years older. I mean, Stephen Quan. The the only way he, I think he stays, but and I think he signs a pretty damn friendly deal just because, like, he really only... He's like Luis Araya's light. So it's like, well, okay. But Naylor has every chance to become, like, a true-blown, full-blown superstar. So I'm like, dude, I would straight up go to him and be like, here's what Bobby Witt got. You're three years older, but we'll work it and, like, kind of give you something similar where, like... You'll get twenty five million a year for like seven years. I don't know. I mean, because I think Witt's deal is like he makes like twenty six million for Something eleven like season Something for eleven like seasons, like a guarantee of like two hundred eighty eight million. Yeah. And if you go to Naylor and say, "Look, you've got injury history. You're three years older. We'll give you twenty six million a year for seven years because you're three years older or whatever." Yeah, so, that makes sense. Um, now, now with Naylor, know. with Naylor, because I, I, I agree with, I don't dis. Let me, let me back up. I don't disagree with you on Naylor, but as we've touched on before in, in previous episodes, the Guardians own the number one pick. Mm-hmm. A strong candidate to be taken in that number one pick is that Kurtz kid out of Wake Forest. Oh, first, self, dude, don't sell me on baseman. that bullshit. He's a don't first baseman DH. So is Kyle Manzardo, dude. Yeah, I don't care. And, and, don't that, sell me and, and that's what I'm getting at. That's where I'm exactly getting at. Is and the now trade, don't get me wrong. Jose. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't give me that line. Don't just, give me that. I'm just wondering if this is what they're thinking of. Is oh hey, we can punt on Josh Naylor because we're going to su- supplant him with Kurtz who might be a little bit better of a prospect, and we also have still Manzardo in the system, too. Ugh. I don't want... I No, trust me. I, like, I'm just playing devil's advocate with this because I, I think there's a world where you could find playing time for all three on the roster. Yeah, the roster's ass, so you can. Like, like and Kurt, Kurtz is even playing, like, out... Like, is, like, willing to play the outfield. Perfect. He can play right field, Manzardo can DH, and Nero can play first. Now you have three hitters. Like that's like I, I, I just, that's just that's it's, psychotic. It is. It, it, well, Fabs, it is because. But I have to be psychotic because of the ownership I mean, group. Jose is going to be thirty-one. Like he has. Jose is going to probably have to DH a little bit more too. Moving yeah, he forward. has like three, three, two to three elite seasons left, and maybe a season or two after that where he's like really good. Like I mean, you shouldn't have done that extension if you had no plan. To, um, and again, I mean, we've talked about the names. Like, this team is probably a 95 win team if you don't trade Junior Caminero and Nolan Jones. <laughs> that solves, that oh, solves, that solves, hurts, yeah. that solves all the shit we're talking about. And that's it what's so frustrating. Really, it really that, does. That was the window. Um, mine is also Josh Naylor. He is, not only is he like, I and I strongly think if you have a healthy pitching rotation and serviceable hitting from Jimenez, um, Bo Naylor, um, Quan, 
I think you can I think you can make a World Series with Naylor and Ramirez as your two like elite hitters. Yeah. It's not it would be Yeah, because I think I think Bo's gonna Bo Bo will have stepped up. I think Manzardo yeah, is gonna hit twenty two to twenty five home runs. Manzardo, yeah, I, I, yeah. So but yeah, Josh Naylor is such a I feel like he is like in the heads of all of our division rivals. The White Sox crumbled at his feet. Clearly, um, in the White Sox heads. He, I love that he has a connection with that helps with Bo Naylor. Like that's awesome. Um, he's such an emotional. He's like the main emotional guy on the bench. He like you need a psychopath. Um, and he's he's also an elite first baseman. Like everyone is always just like forgets that, but he's like one of the best statistical defensive first basemen in the league. Yeah. Um, and you know, we don't know what Manzardo is. So like, I would rather Manzardo. I mean, we, I, I don't want to speak for all three of us, but I think I am pretty confident in saying that all three of us feel pretty strong that Manzardo is going to be a pretty damn good player. Yeah. I mean, but he can DH. Like we don't know where he is defensively. Like if he's going to be at that level, there's, there's a lot they can do, but Josh Naylor is like, and then he's your number one. Yeah. If I had a second, it'd be Bybee. Because like I mean he's okay. this the Cy Young runner up and like he's the heir apparent right now it seems like the heir apparent to 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 Bieber that makes sense Steve who's your number two uh, uh I mean maybe Stephen Kwan uh I I probably want a little more I'd want to see a little bit more out of any of the pitchers that's fair before that's before fair. I did anything from an extension standpoint, but at this point, it's like I'm, I need to keep anybody who's even remotely not a zombie on offense <laughs> on this yes. team. Which is, again, why I want Naylor as my biggest candidate, because like, you know, it's like we can't kid ourselves. This is a comatose offense. So like 100% and if you get rid of him, you know, I mean, you're, you're it's even that much more. And there's no I'm not there's no there's like, no guarantee in Manzardo or whomever this the first round pick. Yeah. So they're not guaranteed for anything, you know. None of these guys held the louder too, you know. I mean, we're all high on him, I think too. Yeah, you never know. So I, I would, and I think Josh Naylor at this point is pretty established, and he's still only twenty six. So yeah, he's got he's got another good eight years. Yeah, I'd get I'd get on that real fast. But um, second, yeah, I, I mean I like Quan just to like have somebody in the outfield for the long term, knowing that like you still really truly actually have no damn clue who's going to be in center and right field at any point like you we could say like oh maybe this guy maybe this guy but you don't know Quan's the only one that even is remotely a no a sure thing well so, and, and that leads that leads into like my final point that i wanted to touch on tonight was because you guys covered the three guys that i think are your top three candidates and bybee uh josh and Quan as potential extension candidates you know i did also throw out um you know, Bo and Manzardo kind of locking those guys up before they really did anything. Um, but I, I do think the the uh, the trio of of Josh, Quan, and and Bybee are the most likely um, to some degree. Even if Bybee is only extended, you know, a, like an additional year that you kind of get you, you get that year back that you lost. I could see that happening. Um, Heck, I could mm-hmm. see I could see a one year extension with uh with with uh Bieber too. I could see that. You, you go to him and go, hey, Shane, here's sixteen million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, let's, Shane, let's get real, real talk. Like let's like you, you haven't you, been healthy. You get injured you know? every year. I know your like, velocity's up above ninety three, but let's calm down. But I can see that too. But uh, I'm not sure Shane does that. Um, but anyway, um, the position battles, we've touched on it before. 
Let's do, I would just do let's do it real quick. What, what is your at, position bet? The the one quite the one I wanted to ask you guys between bullpen that's kind of boring to me. Uh, between shortstop and then probably center and right, I think we can all agree those are probably the four areas that there's a position battle. Yeah, I mean, like a true yeah, I mean, position the battle. One, the only one that I really care about is. But what's your number is, one? Is, what's your number? The only one? one I care about is I want to just see Brian Rocchio take it over at shortstop. I think, I think the way he played in that Venezuelan league. Yeah. Uh, you know, go, leading them to a championship, I think, is pretty telling that th- this guy's going to be special. I think he hit like, hit like three seventy uh, or something like that. Yeah, so he hit. Um, yeah, he hit three seventy seven in like seventy at bats in uh, that Venezuelan league. So, like, I don't know. That's that to me. It's just like it's sitting right there, plain as day, and that's the one where I'm just like. I'm excited about that. And then, I, you know, it's like Tyler Freeman has been taking some reps in the outfield. So I actually, Don't. I did read a thing about, I read something on Tyler Freeman. Yeah. And I'll have, I'll have to dig up the stat, but I thought it was really weird to see his name on this list. It was like a list of players who had like the best like line drive rate with the best like hard hit rate last year oh of like under the radar players that it was like for fantasy baseball purposes yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll have to dig up this list because like it was all the dudes you would expect and then it was tyler freeman and well, freeman always struck me like even just reading about him like he's like oh this is a guy who's gonna have like low teens power numbers as far as home runs but the dude's gonna hit a shit ton of doubles yeah, I think he could be special. Um, but don't you think at this point too? And I, I know I threw him into you know for our notes purposes, like as a potential shortstop. Um, but to me, he seems more like he's your super utility dude. That makes like, sense. Like yeah. he's your super utility dude. He can play every infield position outside of catcher, and if he can play some outfield. To me, he's like. I'm trying to think of a name. He's like what Whit Merrifield has been the last like two three years. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. With, I agree with Steve. My, I think, and it's been this way for like three years now. It's the shortstop battle. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the the Rokio train as well. Um, I yeah, I'm excited. I, I, yeah, I, I'm very, I, I can't wait for the season to start because I, I, you know, in my mind, Bo Naylor is just going to pick up where he left off. We don't have to worry about, we finally have a catcher who can hit 20 home mm-hmm. runs. Um, Rokio is finally going to get the chance. He's going to hit, you know, 15 home runs and bat, you know, 280. Uh, and Jimenez will be back where he should be. So, I mean, if Rokio is the answer at shortstop, your, your entire infield set. Yeah. You're, you're literally talking about two, two outfield positions and, you know, Forio might find, you know, new life by being in a new organization. He does have some power and I, I, I just really don't want to see Brian straw very much. Brian straw, miles straw. Very miles much. Stra- no. Um, fabs. I mean, well, fabs and Steve, you both, you both, uh, I agree with both of your sentiment on um, the position battle. That's most important. It, it is short. I, I hope that Rokio wins it. I was very encouraged by his winter league numbers. You know, Gabriel Arias has way too much swing and miss. I'd rather see that swing and miss from like the outfield. For sure. Personally. And I think that's where Florial comes into to play, where it's like dude had like sixty extra base hits last year in triple A. Or between triple A and his short cup of coffee with the Yankees. Does that translate to the bigs next year, like in a larger role? Who knows? But I'd much rather see Florial than Straw, too. So, but I think you can't. I, I think it's almost 
you have to figure out shortstop before you can figure out center field. And I wrote this uh, in an article a couple weeks ago for a way back on for our, our, our blog site where I really thought that if Rokio proves himself to be the everyday shortstop, you can then start experimenting with more swing and miss guys out in the outfield. Because you yeah, at like least De- have that kind of that buffer De- at, at short. Yeah, De Los Santos, you could throw out yeah. there. Yeah. So you can start getting a little bit weird with center field and right field. And just go for go like yeah, sell go out for broke, go for broke at the power department there. Yeah, sell out for it. You yeah. know, where I'm you know, okay, like that that makes sense to me. So I, I really think that the most important is that shortstop position. Yeah. Clean sweep, guys. I'm all glad we that we're on agreement. It's like we planned this. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like we've got show, it's like we've got show notes. Yeah, it's like we have show notes, <laughs> and it's like we you know communicate offline. Yeah, and text about this all the time. Yeah, but no, um, I mean, I I, I, I yeah. really think that most. I, I think what I think all all the Guardians fans really want the same things, but we're just going about different ways about getting it. But um. Just haven't seen it with Arias. Yeah, well, he's going to get his shot. So he better fucking prove it. Yeah, this is his last chance. Yeah, there's plenty of options behind him, and now he's an untradeable asset too. Cool. It's always the best. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, on that fun upper, uh, hey, spring training is starting. So next time we chat with you guys, uh, spring training will have started. So. Maybe have some news for you, uh, but we'll probably still be playing our fun off-season games uh, up until then. So, um, hey, look, the the light is at the end of the tunnel of a long, dark winter. So we're, we're getting there. But until then, um, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe. And we'll see you guys later.